This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for your wonderful presence. As I come to teach you tonight, I make it known that I'm not depending on human ability to teach the Word of God, but I am depending on you, Holy Spirit. I receive your anointing upon my mind that I might grasp the revelation that will rise in abundance from my heart within. And I thank you for supernatural recall of the Scripture. And I believe that your word will flow from my mouth smoothly, accurately, clearly, without hindrance from anything. Carried by your anointing, your power, and your love to each person's mind bringing understanding and removing confusion. And that your word will penetrate every heart, bringing faith, dispelling every fear. And we'll give you alone all the praise, the honor, and glory for all that you have accomplished through your word and by your spirit here tonight in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. To stay in the presence of the Lord and be seated. If you have a Bible, open it to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Tonight I believe when the Spirit of God begins to move here among us, this is what will happen. Many of you will have visions. Many of you will hear the Spirit the Spirit of God speak to you tonight and give you direction about things in your life that you want answers for, decisions you have to make. Plus, I believe people will get healed from all sorts of things here tonight. Amen? So just stay aware of that. Have you found Acts 2 yet? Verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, the word Pentecost is a Greek word which means 50th in English. So, the day of Pentecost was 50 days after Jesus was crucified, and he was crucified on the day of Pentecost. Sorry, on the day of Passover. So, now 50 days from Passover, it's now Pentecost. The Holy Spirit waited for that day. And then he descended. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That's referring to the 120 followers of Jesus in the upper room on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. So in the city of Jerusalem, there was a hill. There is still today. It's called Mount Zion. And on Mount Zion is a place where Jesus ate the Passover meal with his disciples. Pastor Bev and I have taken a tour there. We've taken seven tours to Israel. Actually, some of you might have come with us. But we went into the upper room and saw it, which they claim is the upper room because we don't know. It's a large room. It's big enough to have 120 people in there. And that's where they were gathered 
after Jesus had ascended up in the cloud out of their sight back to heaven after his death and resurrection. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Now, think about this. This is the entire church of the Lord Jesus Christ here. At the end, after his death, burial, and resurrection, there's 120 followers of Jesus. That's all. Amazing, isn't that so? After three and a half years of ministry, 120 followers. Doesn't seem like much, but they changed the world. And so, these were all believers in Christ who had born, been born again by the Spirit of God. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes down and enters into them and upon them, and they begin to speak in other languages, heavenly languages. They begin to pray to God in languages they have never learned well, and don't even understand. The Bible is full of that, explaining that. Now, after this experience, the 120 in the upper room began to come down into the streets below. And this is obvious because the crowds gathered to observe the church that is now totally overcome by the presence of God. Peter preaches to them, and 3,000 of this crowd watching the 120 get saved. So we can see right there that they didn't stay in the upper room, the 120, because 3,000 observers couldn't fit into that upper room. They must have come down into the streets. Verse 5, and they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speaking in his own language. And then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it then that we hear each of them in our own language in which we were born? Parthenians and Medes and Elamites and those dwelling at Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pergam, Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya and adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome and both Jews and proselytes. A proselyte is someone who's taking on the Jewish faith. Christians and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So all these people from all parts of the world are hearing the 120 speaking the wonderful works of God. 
And they're speaking in other languages. They're speaking heavenly languages and other tongues. But God supernaturally opened their ears to understand what they were saying in the Spirit. So all these people from various parts of the world heard all of the people speaking in their language. So, in other words, somebody from Amid would have heard somebody speaking or all them speaking in his language. Elamites would have heard them all speaking in his language. So God opened their ears to understand as they were praising God in other tongues. So all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? And others mocking said, they are full of new wine. They are full of new wine. So you can imagine these people were totally overcome by the presence of God. Now when the Spirit of God descends upon a human body, that human body is not going to stay on its feet. Something's going to happen. Hello. I mean, when the Creator touches the created, something happens. Are you tracking me, church? You saw those people falling out in the video. That's the Spirit of God overcoming them. They're full of new wine. They're drunk. Verse 14. And Peter, standing up with the eleven other apostles, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose. Since it's only the third hour of the day, nine o'clock in the morning, they are not drunk, as you suppose. Now, you know, somebody watching and did not know how the Spirit of God affects the life of a person would look in the natural and say, that person's drunk. That person's drunk. So evidently they were behaving <clears throat> like drunk people. <clears throat> and drunk people, as you know, of course none of you ever were drunk. So I'll have to explain it. <laughs> drunk people can't walk straight. That's why they do the driving test. The cops put this alarm down and say, now walk like this. And they can't, because they're drunk. So drunk people can't walk straight. And sometimes drunk people find everything funny. If you say hello, it's funny. If you say goodbye, it's funny. Everything is funny. To drunk people. And so they must have been behaving drunk because all these visitors thought they were drunk. So Peter says they're not drunk, as you suppose, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'll pour out of my spirit on all flesh. It shall come to pass in the last days. That's where we are right now. 
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Hosea 6 verse 3. We'll come right back there, so hold your place in Acts 2. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. So the prophet is saying that God's methods are as reliable as the morning, as the sunrise. You can count on God to do what he says, just like you can count on the sun to rise in the morning. God will keep his word. That's what Isaiah is saying. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Understand this one thing, he's going forth, or his ways are established as the sunrise. You can count on it. He will, this is what he said, as sure as the sun rises, God will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. God will come to us like the rain comes to the earth. You can guarantee this one thing, like sure as the sun's going to rise, God will come and visit his people. They'll come like the rain. And that's exactly what the Lord did right here, as we've just been reading. Go back to Acts 2, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. So we see here then, like the rain, the Spirit of God was poured out in the upper room. And that was the beginning of the last days. And we are in the end of the last days. Therefore, in the New Testament, God comes to us like the rain, like He has been during this service, and still is, and it's going to increase. God comes to us like the rain when the anointing falls in the service. I sense the rain falling. The quickest and most definite way to see God's anointing fall on the church the quickest and most definite way to see God's anointing fall on any individual is through praising and worshiping God. If we come together to worship God, the rain begins to fall. There are many examples in the scriptures of the Holy Spirit falling, the atmosphere changing, or the Holy Spirit going into action on behalf of those who worship Him. For example, in 2 Kings chapter 3, King Jehoshaphat and the tribe of Judah are going out to war 
to fight with the kings of Moab and the Moabites and the Ammonites. Well, that's, sorry, just the Moabites. Now, while King Jehoshaphat and his army are preparing for battle, they run out of water in the desert, and Jehoshaphat goes to see the prophet Elisha for help. And the prophet could not minister until he called a musician and instructed him to worship God. And while this musician was worshiping God on his harp, the anointing of God began to rain down on the prophet Elisha. And then he prophesied that water would come from Edom through the hills and valleys into the desert and fill all the ditches that he told them to dig, enough for their cattle, sorry, their horses and the army and their, whatever they took with them, donkeys. And uh, the water came silently from nowhere in the desert. The whole area was filled with water. And remember what happened? In Acts chapter 16, when Paul and Silence were thrown into jail for preaching the gospel, and their feet and their hands were in stocks and they could not move, they began to pray and worship God in the jail. The other prisoners were listening intently, not mocking, receiving their sincere worship, enjoying, engaging, participating in their heart, intrigued. And while they're worshiping God, the Bible says that the Spirit of God came and shook the jail, and all their chains fell off. Even those prisoners who were murderers and whatever else they had done, the chains fell off. Every prisoner was set free. We see, we don't understand the mercy of God. Just because they were willing to hear Paul and Silas worship God with sincere hearts of interest, God accepted them and set them free. Set them free. We don't understand that God will move supernaturally, mightily, towards anybody who shows any interest in him. Such is his love for you and me. Remember what happened when the children of Israel praised God as they were marching around the walls of Jericho in Joshua chapter 6. They marched around once per day for six days. On the seventh day, God said, I want you to march around the walls of Jericho seven times. And I imagine that, see, those walls are so wide, they had chariot races up there, and they had actually houses up there. 
the prostitute Rahab, she owned one of those houses on that street, on the wall. And so, they never had modern weapons. There's no way of getting through that wall, naturally, to conquer Jericho. But then on the seventh time as they came around, God said to them, Shout, because I have given you the city. That's all I had was the word of God. And they began to shout like they had already conquered the city. Just because God said he'd given it to them. Even though the walls are still standing. They were acting on the word. They believed what God said. And they were praising him. Because they had conquered the city as far as they and God was concerned. They didn't matter, it didn't matter that the walls are standing, they had nothing, they had nothing to do with it. What God said had everything to do with it. And we must understand this today. When the Almighty speaks, we can praise Him and take that to the bank. Are you hearing me, church? We can praise Him for what He says, and you'll see the walls will fall down. The walls will fall down. They were praising and worshiping God. Some folks wait till the walls fall down before they praise God. That's not how this works. If you're going to wait for the walls to fall down before you praise God, you'll wait till hell freezes over. Faith doesn't work that way. Faith believes what the Word says, even though it doesn't see in the natural, what they want to see. Turn to Chronicles, the second book, chapter 5 and verse 14. Second Chronicles, chapter 5 and verse 14. So that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The priests, the 120 in the, in the temple of Solomon, were worshiping God and praising God with the trumpets, and something happened. A mist came in, a cloud came into the temple and filled the whole temple, the glory of God. Not a rain cloud, the presence of God. A mist. When I was here in January, I saw that cloud. And so in this meeting. And we might see the cloud again tonight. You don't have to, but we might. Anyhow, he is here. If he chooses to reveal himself that way, we'll see it. So anyhow, this mist came in. And the Bible says the priest could not continue ministering. Why? Because they were on the floor. Second Chronicles 7, verse 3. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down 
and the glory of the Lord upon the house, the temple. They bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement outside the building and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, He is good, for His mercy endures forever. So they were standing outside of the temple of Solomon, and the glory of God came down and looked like fire on the temple roof. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we heard fire engines arriving here thinking this place is on fire because of the fire of the Holy Ghost on the roof? Might happen tonight. Acts 3.19. Now we're back to the book of Acts. Repent therefore and be converted, Peter says, that your sins may be blotted out. The 3,000 people asked Peter, what, will we, what must we do now? What must we do? Because he had preached his sermon. And he said, this is what you got to do. You must repent and be converted. Be born again. That your sins may be blotted out. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing may come. In other words, that the rain would fall. Say this, when the rain falls, it's refreshing, encouraging, edifying. It's a blessing of God. Isaiah 51, 11. The ransom of the Lord will return back from captivity, from slavery. They'll come back to Zion, Mount Zion in Jerusalem. The word Zion or Mount Zion represents the presence of God. It's a symbol of the presence of God. And so it says the ransomed, the, those who were taken as slaves, will be released back to Jerusalem, back to Zion, back to the presence of God with singing and everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. Gladness and joy will overtake them. Just like the presence of God did to the 120 in the upper room. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Thank you, Lord. Sorrow and sighing will flee away, child of God. Psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, when the Lord brought back the slaves out of slavery to the presence of God in Jerusalem, Mount Zion, we were like men who dreamed. We were like men in a trance. We were like men overcome by the presence of the Lord. When we came into the presence of God, we were overcome by His presence. We were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter. All they could do is laugh. I don't know if you've ever been in a restaurant eating or at a table eating. And uh, you just put some food in your mouth and somebody asks you a question. You can't answer them. 
You've got food in your mouth, right? And it's not rude to spit over people. I mean, it's rude to spit over people. It is rude. So you don't want to speak. Now, if your mouth is filled with laughter, that means there's no room for anything else in your mouth. It's saying then that all they did or could do was laugh. Laugh and laugh. Amen. Our mouths are full of laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for them. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. And when you get to heaven one day, the Lord is going to say to you, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. In other words, enter into the presence of your Lord. So you can't have the presence of God without joy. Just like you can't have water without wet. If you have water, you're going to have wet. They go together. You can't have the presence of God without joy. You're going to have His joy. When the presence of God overtakes you, you're going to have joy. Are you with me, church? His joy is here. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.